We want to make queer love stories even more incredible and we need your help to do it. That's right, we've put together a quick online survey and we want to hear from you. Tell us what you love about the show, what topics you want to hear more of and anything you think we might be missing. But that's not all. By taking part, you'll get the chance to be the first to access some exciting new content we have in the works. So what are you waiting for? Click the link in the show notes to fill out the survey and make your voice heard. Together, let's create something truly amazing. Thank you for being part of Queer Love Stories community. You're all incredible and we can't wait to hear what you have to say. Now let's get back to this week's inspiring guest. Welcome to a very special episode of Queer Love Stories. I'm your host, Eden Heath. As you may know, we record at our studio in Central Leeds here in the UK. And on an almost perfectly sunny Sunday at the beginning of August, we took the opportunity to record at one of the most exciting and electrifying annual events in our city's calendar. Leeds Pride 2023. Throughout the day, we recorded over 30 interviews with charities, performers, festival goers and Pride royalty. Today, you're going to hear various voices from within the LGBTQ community. And I can't wait for you to hear just how much fun we had running through the city, weaving through crowds and dodging the rain and exes on such an eventful day. So sit back, get comfortable and listen to some incredible stories about love, life and relationships. We started our journey early at the Out Together pre-party hosted by Walker Morris. Myself and producer Benji had been lugging the hired recording equipment across the city. Hopefully it wasn't a case of all the gear and no idea. Arms ready to drop off, we arrived with many friendly faces, including our host and previous podcast guest, Matt Jameson. The party was in full swing with face paint, drag queens and bottles of Prosecco floating around. We've got a bit of an event going on. As Benji went to set up, doing the real work, Matt introduced me to our first guest of the show. LGBT. Yes, apparently I'm a trustee and also treasurer um, and doing the sorts of bits and pieces um, volunteer as well. That's Judith. She's been volunteering with Out Together since its inception in 2020. Out Together is a charity that unites LGBTQ plus generations in Yorkshire. They work together to create a diverse, vibrant and enduring community which will overcome the cultural and social barriers which can prevent us celebrating old age with dignity. Please forgive the audio quality. It is a party after all. All the content is definitely worth it, trust me. How long have you been doing that for? Um, Well, since the inception of Out Together, actually, which had a previous incarnation. We became a charity in 2020. Yeah, I think, was it Friends of Dorothy? That's right. Yes, it was Friends yeah. of Dorothy. As an LGBTQ plus person, it is essential to be part of a community, especially as we grow older to combat loneliness and ensure we live rich lives full of love. The work that Out Together do is fundamental to older generations within our community. As we sat across from each other as two newfound friends, Prosecco in hand, mine's a sparkling water, of course, I asked Judith what pride meant to her and its importance in modern-day society. So our podcast, Queer Love Stories, we're, of course, going to talk about love today. But before we do, I just want to know, what, why is pride so important? Well, I think it's even more important now, actually, than it has been for many, many years. I mean, it's always important, but if you see what's happening... In, uh, in the world, in other parts of the world, in terms of LGBT. I think it's 
vital that we come out and make our voices heard and be seen, actually. And that's so true, isn't it? Because it's always, even though you get those rights in some respects, and we have some form of equality in certain areas, you still have to kind of fight for it every day because there's always going to be people that want to diminish or suppress. Well, you only have to look at America and see what's going on there. And people have always said that America is 10 years ahead of the UK in lots of things. And we certainly don't want to be going where America is currently looking like it's going in terms of LGBT rights. So, And it's, that's why it's so important as well what you're doing with Out Together. So how is Out Together supporting you as an individual and as a community? Well, a, let me talk about how it supports the community. Yeah. So our work in Yorkshire is about supporting older LGBTQ plus uh, individuals, many of whom are alone or isolated. So what we do is we give them the opportunity to come together in just simple little gatherings, coffee mornings, lunches, um, to, to literally come out and to meet others who are part of the community, come into a safe space. And we are, um, we're very welcome of everybody. Um, and, but our age, our age range is from sort of 50. I think our youngest member is around 50 and our oldest is 93 this year. Yeah, so the other thing that we're aiming to do is to try to bridge the generations because what is happening to older LGBTQ people now will one day happen to glorious things like you. You know, we have to, we really have to remember that, so. You're gay. Sorry? Yes, I am, yes. <laughs> I am gay. I'm not just, uh, <laughs> just, um, what's the word? Using, I don't know. I'm not just gay for pay. I like to go, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that is really important, especially when you think about that loneliness that just come. I know part of Out Together, you do have that telefriend service, don't you? Which is kind of connecting those two generations. And that's something I think we've especially with what happened in the 80s with the AIDS epidemic, we have kind of lost a good portion of an older LGBTQ crowd, which has resulted in us not having that link of people to look up to a lot of the time. Yes. So, I mean, hopefully we act as a reminder and we can also act as maybe role models. That's the other thing. Yeah, attempting to do that anyway. Yeah. And that's kind of why I wanted to create this podcast as well, to inspire other people through actual role models of people in everyday life that are LGBTQ, that are living happy lives and just proud of who they are and have successful relationships. So going on to that, what does love mean to you? Oh, well now that's, yes. that's quite a question, isn't it? So for me personally, it's, it's about being open-hearted, uh, not only with your beloved, but with as many people as possible. So, I mean, I'm very lucky. I've had a very long, loving relationship with um, my wife for over 30 years now. Yeah. So I do think we're, we're very lucky. And we love each other deeply. I think if you have love, I think we have an obligation to try to share that love as well. Which is also what I, I try to do in my life. Yeah. And that is so important, especially when you think about, especially when you think about love. It's not just between a romantic connection. That love can be friendship, family, community, self-love, all those different facets. And that's what 
you know, we really want to share and being open to it. If you have that love in your life, like you say, trying to share it with as many people as possible to make them feel confident and happy with who they are so we can kind of actually share, well, make the world a better place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you've, um, you've been with your wife for 30 years. Uh, how did you meet? We met in Vienna. Um, and uh, it was over 30 years ago. We happened to be working together and we worked together for two years and then we fell in love after two years of sort of friendship. My wife is Swiss. So the first 14 years of our relationship was in two different countries. So there was a lot of traveling going on. And then in 2006, we civilly partnered because we could. And in later on, we converted that to marriage. Um, and she moved here uh, to live here full time. So we live here, we live very happily together, very openly um, in our relationship. Two Labradors and normal, we do, people will look at me and think, well, she doesn't look queer, but, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that yeah, absolutely. And I think I'm uh, the same sometimes as well. I mean, not on Pride when I'm dressed very ostentatiously, yeah. but um, out and about in the street. But I am the most queer person you'll ever meet. And I'm really hot. I'm really proud and happy about that. I think I look a bit like someone from the Women's Institute, actually. That's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Judith. Have a bit of a chat. I wish we could talk all day about your love story because it sounds fantastic. But thank you for inviting us to Walker Morris to share this pre-party with Out Together. Thank you very much for the opportunities to let me speak. Thank you. Have a lovely pride. If you'd like to get in touch with Out Together, either to volunteer as a telefriender or get involved with the charity, you can find out everything they're up to by visiting their website, outogether.lgbt. With all the bags in tow, we rushed across the city. Next year, I'm definitely hiring an assistant, by the way. Applications are open, so slide into my DMs. Our next interview is with professional singer, dancer and choreographer Rachel Fuller, right before her performance on the main stage at Millennium Square. I felt like such a journalist, as we were banished from backstage due to the no media policy. But we've got a podcast to record, so time to set up shop in the iconic Electric Press Courtyard. Huge shout out to Whistle Punks and the kind soul that worked there for providing us with seats and shelter for our next guest. So I am joined with choreographer, dancer, professional singer, ultimate Amy Winehouse tribute, ultimate Dua Lipa tribute, and also tonight, ABBA tribute too. Yeah, so I have a lot of strings to my bow. I think just all-round performer. Entertainment world is kind of my thing. That would have been so much easier just to fit in. I'm sat with ultimate performer right here, Rachel Fuller. So Rachel, how the hell do you fit it all in? Um, I don't, and especially through summer, like I am doing like five gigs in three days, most Friday, Saturday, Sundays, but I love it. So as long as I can logistically get from one place to another, leave maybe like an hour's break in case there's a car crash somewhere, then yeah, I just say yes and do it all. I don't choreograph that much anymore. It's only as and when, but um, yeah, the singing stuff is chaotic. I feel I really relate to that because I'm very much a person who says yes to everything and then thinks about the consequences after but I know that you also on top of all that are a company director so you founded your own business in 2016 yes CEO after um you were the choreographer for Fire Duct 
yeah, yeah. So I started with Viaduct when I was like 19. They brought me in as a choreographer. Well, originally I started as the face of the lesbian room in Mission 2. <laughs> and then I used to stand in Mission 2 with an iPad flyer in. And then everyone kind of like found out that I was a dancer and a choreographer and stuff like that. And then I think their choreographer didn't show up to the Leeds Pride rehearsals. So I got a call. Can you come now? And I went. And then, yeah, I choreographed at Viaduct for sort of... I'd say six years. Eventually, I was entertainment manager and stuff like that, managing drag queens. So very, very hectic and messy job, I imagine, sometimes. Yeah, a really rewarding job at some times. But yeah, when people don't show up, you, you know drag queens. Everyone knows drag queens' reputation. So yeah, that was fun. So in 2016, if that's right. <laughs> Thank you. 2016 is correct, yeah, from your website. Thank you. It was about time to fly the nest. Like I'd kind of done with Viaduct. I wanted to sing. I wanted to do more dance gigs, everything like that. So yeah, I set up Dance Planner and Drag Planner. So I have two businesses. One is like Dance Planner's like dancing gigs and like hen party dance classes and birthday party dance classes and stuff like that and then I took some of the drag queens along with me my favorite ones and then yeah now they all work for me corporately like up and down the country that's pretty brutal if you weren't one of the favorite ones <laughs> you didn't get taken with you no a lot of people stayed it was just kind of time there's like there's a constant changeover if I don't maybe sort of every five years like most people don't want to work Friday Saturday Sunday every day of their life every bank holiday etc so no a lot of girls stayed we just had an influx of new girls in and then there was a lot of girls it was just kind of time for them like settling down with partners stuff like that so uh yeah, I do have my favourites, though, I can't lie. The Viaduct Starlets. <laughs> they're not Viaduct anymore, they're just the Starlets. <laughs> Don't we all, though, with all our favourite drag queens. But um, what is your connection to Leeds Pride? Oh, so obviously when I started, I think it was 12, 11 or 12 years ago, I choreographed the Viaduct's performance on the Millennium Square stage. And then every year I did that. And then we used to do the performance on the main stage. And then I, it was me and Timmy, who's the ex-manager, who created the Viaduct flash mobs in Trinity. So they were yesterday. So we started that off as a thing. So just to get like the whole of Leeds involved and know what we do at Viaduct, kind of thing we did at Viaduct. Um, there's no bad blood. We're really good, actually. <laughs> so yeah, I have been involved for sort of 12 years. I used to work even behind the bar at Viaduct on Prides and stuff like that. So yeah, lots of, t lots of messy times, probably 12, well, 12 years worth of Prides minus COVID now. When did you work behind the bar in Viaduct? Ooh, so I was a muscle boy, but I was the only girl one of it. So do you remember way back when, when they used to have the boys in boxers? I do, because I was that person in fibre. Okay, I think I'm probably older than you. I'm 32. I'm 30, but I did it when I was like 18, 19, so like 2012. We were both naked at the same time. <laughs> I used to do like a high-waisted pant and like a bikini or something like that, so it wasn't fully naked, but yeah, I used to do that in Viaduct. You were over there in fiber, no way. <laughs> I actually remember that I'd come in one day and they'd just like throw some silver hot pants at me like, you're wearing those tonight and you're on main bar. <laughs> Yep, yeah, I remember it well, except for because I was the only girl I used to get to pick my outfits, which was good. Um, and then, yeah, one last year, so obviously I've been singing for five years-ish, and it's just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and my tributes have kind of blown up, especially after COVID. So then last year I got a call from Ali, who's the head of Pride, been like, right, okay, so we want to book you. And I was like, great, book the starlets, thinking they wanted to book my drag acts. And they was like, no, we want to book you. I mean, and I don't know why I was shocked, because I've done Lincoln Pride, Chester Pride, Halifax Pride, Sitges Pride this year in Barcelona. I've done loads of them, but because it was Leeds, I was like, huh? okay. So yeah, yeah, that's, they booked me last year, and then they asked me back this year, so I must have done something okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it's definitely a big deal, but that's something I did want to speak to you about, which is your tribute acts, because as a child, teenager, I was obsessed with Amy Winehouse, and I'm talking like I was 
getting loads of canvases and I was just painting pictures of her every night. I love that. So at once, when we used to have fancy dress at Viaduct, I used to draw all the Amy tattoos on and go as Amy because you could do a bra and little shorts and that was fine. Um, yeah, so Dua Lipa came first. Like, I've been doing Dua Lipa for about five years now and that's probably like my really big one. That's the one where I get the huge stages and Stitches Pride and stuff like that. And then... Three years ago, I started Shania because I do a bar in Corfu where I get to go have free holidays. It's great. Paid holidays. Um, and they wanted me to have two acts that I could do in the night, a younger one and an older one. So I was like, right, let's do Shania. And then last year, two years ago, I don't know, I got COVID early January. We got it on New Year's Eve at a gig. Uh, and then I had to isolate for a week. It must be two years ago when COVID was. Um, so while isolating, I was like, right, well, we can't just sit still. Let's create a new business. So I ordered everything to come, made Amy Winehouse happen. And then, yeah, now that's probably my favorite. Is it because you had this, like, this sexy deep voice with the cold? So it's like, I can do these Amy notes now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think I've just always, like, she is like someone that I love, like you said. Like, she's an icon. absolutely love her. And just to be able to, like, bring her music back to the stage. I try to do it as respectfully as I can. Do you know what I mean? I'm not pretending to be drunk and stuff like that. As respectful as I can. Make the voice as legit as I can and just have a great time. And people love it, especially when you do all the Scar songs. Message to Ruby and stuff like that. I um, have actually seen some of the videos. Amy Winehouse is one of those people that I would have always loved to have seen live, and it's one of my biggest like regrets. But I, looking at your videos of you performing as Amy, it is Amy Winehouse like on a very good festival performance, like when she's on top form. Oh, thank you so much. I do try. Like you have to do a lot of research. You have to sit and watch them. I work out everything like each act says when they do their live performances. So I'm doing exactly what they do. But yeah, today I am me on the stage as well. No, I'm Abba down on Lower Brigade, but Upper Millennium Square, it's me as me. Ooh. And it is always the scariest thing to be yourself turning up, uh, which we have to do every day. But do you want to talk to us a little bit about your love story, your love life, dating, relationships? Yeah, no problem. So now I am in a 10-year relationship with a guy, but before I was with James, I only dated women. So obviously that makes sense with the viaduct and the mission thing and all that. So yeah, um, bye, pan, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I'm happily taken, exclusive now. Got a house, got two cats, that vibe. <laughs> all settled down, love it. Um, so what does love mean to you? Ooh, that's deep. Um, what does love mean to me? Feeling safe, feeling secure, with sort of pride, just celebrating, celebrating people's differences, celebrating people's like uniqueness. Like I love pride. Like I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. Love to me means feeling safe and secure and happy, and like my friends and my family and my partner. But like love when it comes to pride, just like celebrating everybody. That's a little bit weird. That's a little bit different. Gonna say that? <laughs> no, I love that, especially with the kind of safety and security, because if you don't have that, you don't have anything, no. really. And not everybody at Pride does have that. I think in like the trans community at the minute, they definitely don't have that. So that's why today is super important that we show up and we show show up for them, basically. Love, love is love. <laughs> Absolutely, and you kind of just answered my next question: is why is Pride important? Sorry. So. Pride is very important because it's a huge celebration of everybody. I love that like when the parade happens, um, loads of families bring their kids and they get to see they get to see the drag queens. Obviously, normally it's quite an underground thing, isn't it? You have to be able to be old enough to go into the gay bars and stuff like that. You don't see all that stuff. But yeah, it's people bringing people that might normally, normally see people like us, people bringing them along, the kids along, and everybody just like standing up for who they are and showing who they are. Yes, I think that's really important. It's about, especially with families, bringing their children. It's that inclusivity because at the end of the day, 
straight people make gay people, yeah. so they have a responsibility to make their child feel welcome, inclusive and safe in society. Ain't that true? Yeah, um, and I think last year they had something like 70,000 people, including the people that watch the parade, and children can get into every, up, every part of Leeds Pride, so yeah, showing up, showing them that... Everyone is the same, doesn't matter what colour you are, what gender you are, what sexuality you are. Yeah, everyone is equal, everyone's important. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Rachel. I'm going to let you go because I know you've got to do a quick switcheroo yeah. and get changed. Yeah, yes. Long. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> Straight after we finished our chat with Rachel, our camera batteries died. But with a busy day ahead, this was not an option. Additionally, in the haze of the interview excitement, Rachel had left behind her handbag with only minutes before she was due to be backstage. I hope this wasn't a sign of things yet to come. On an uphill sprint to Wilco, RIP, I secured our fix of lithium and Benji returned Rachel's bag. She'd lose her head if it wasn't screwed on. Her words, not mine. Putting that fiasco behind us, we wanted to dive headfirst right into the thick of it. So we got chatting to the lovely festival goers at Millennium Square. I was living my ultimate Spice World movie fantasy, dressed in an Adidas jumpsuit and leopard print platforms to match, with producer Benji recording my every move. That's up next, after a short break. One, two. Okay, so Millennium Square Festival Goers, take number one, here we go. So at Leeds Pride on Millennium Square, interviewing some festival goers to get an idea of what pride means to them and what love is all about. Hello, what is your name? Who are you here with? Hi, um, I'm Alphonse and I'm here with my partner, Charlie. Hello, Alphonse and Charlie. Thank you for being willing to chat to me today. We're just kind of having a bit of chat with people about pride. So what does, well, why is pride so important? I think it's so important because a lot of people think everything's fine because we've got marriage equality or we have this or we have that but I don't know about anybody else but there's still lots of times throughout the year where I don't feel comfortable walking down the street like holding my partner's hand and things like that so it's just really nice to have a time where the bulk of people around you are not just okay with you existing but like are actively happy that, you, that you're about and that you're doing that. So, And that's something it's all about, isn't it? It really brings that community feel, especially on Pride Day, but even in Pride Month and during these times, I do wish we had it all year round, like you say, which is a difficult thing. But So do you want to tell me how you two met? Oh, um, so we met on a dating site for teenagers uh, in the early days of the internet. Uh, and then we were just friends for a really long time. Amazing. So kind of a bit of a slow burner romance incredibly slow burn like 10 years slow burn 10 years oh my word that's so long yeah it's a long time we did date briefly as teenagers for about three days and then they stopped talking to me uh so i was like we should just be friends because i care about you and i want you in my life and we clearly can't if we're dating because you you're imaginary now well, Charlie's looking very sheepish. We've been out here for ghosting. But <laughs> so what does love mean to you? Love means seeing a person in their full humanity and deciding that you want to be there for them and whatever they do. And you want to see how they move through the world and how they experience life. And you want to help them do that the best that they can. So, what's your name? Where'd you come from? Uh, my name's Sam and I'm from Leeds. Welcome, Sam. Why are you here celebrating Pride today? 
I'm here because it's something so fun and it's something we can all celebrate together. And what does, why is Pride so important today? Um, because Pride's a protest to show how far we've come in like today's society and also how love is like important to everyone and it shows how we can all love each other freely. I love that. And what does love mean to you? It means everything, to be honest, because not only is there love in ways like we're your friends, there's love in like terms of relationships. It's like I feel like every type of love's important because those people are going to be there for you forever. I'm Joanne. I'm a lowlander from the England-Scotland border region. Um, I originally from Kelso. Unfortunately, I'm stuck in Tyndale, which is extremely transphobic, homophobic, racist, and not to be ageist myself, full of old people who literally uh, throw bricks through windows still. So pride means a lot to me because um, I'm also one of the visibility champions for Stonewall. So I'm just down to go and show support to... Uh, Leads by social group, being openly bisexual. I'm 55 in uh, September, and I'm going to have a look around Europride event in Thessaloniki. I'm an activist for Amnesty International in the past. My disabilities, unfortunately, stop me doing a lot, but I do occasionally come with a good dose of morphine, a good dose of painkillers. Thank you, Joanne. You sound like you wear a lot of different hats and very busy, but at least you're not letting anything stop you and you're still out here having fun today. Well, how can I put it? I like to redefine what older people is, especially with... Uh, I come, my first pride was a fish and chip van in Northumbria. Six guys who were getting hassled from a local bar so went out and protested um, roughly about 1987. So basically... Even though it wasn't legal for me to hang around with older gear guys, I was fully out since my teens, so out, proud, unapologetic. It just goes to show why pride is so important today, but I want to end on one final question. So what does love mean to you? Love means the freedom to be yourself. When I've uh, been thrown into jail for being different, for being trans, for being black, just love is love at the end of the day. True love is being able to be yourself. This year's Pride was quite a special one for me. If you listen to this podcast regularly, you know that I came out during the COVID chaos in 2020. So there were no events that year or the year after. In 2022, I'd foolishly not booked work off the next day. So this is my first Pride event without limitations. Well, apart from the fact that I decided to drag Benji across Leeds to record 30 interviews over the course of a day with a serious amount of audio equipment. On the whole, Pride events are important to me not just because they're a protest, but because they allow me to feel part of the larger community. Everyone comes together to celebrate their existence in a safe and inclusive space without fear of judgement. It's no secret that I sometimes feel isolated in the community with minimal LGBTQ friendships, so it was gratifying to meet so many warm and vibrant people over the course of a day. Although I may feel like I don't have the strong support network that I want all the time, I do have the opportunity to build it for myself. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now with this podcast. It's a way to bring us all together to learn, grow and accept ourselves through other people's experiences. We're just at the parade, on the hedgerow. Everyone is stood shoulder to shoulder, coming together as a community to watch everyone go by. It's absolutely fantastic. 
And it's so great to see everyone here as an inclusive group to support one another, which we probably don't do enough of day to day. But it's just so important to remember that Pride is actually a protest. And that's what we're doing here. We're protesting to say that we deserve the rights. We deserve to be who we want to be every single day of the year, 365, without feeling we have to diminish ourselves, to hide our sexuality, our gender identity, exactly who we are. And it's actually just really emotional to see everyone. And especially with all the families around, we have what looks to be, you know, straight cis families with children, bringing their kids to see the parade as well and actually support and show that, to show that child that they can be who they want to be as they grow up, even though their parents might not be LGBTQ. There's people selling flags, hats, everything the side of the streets. Everyone's taking selfies. Everyone looks so happy to be here and happy for each other coming together. Oh, there is some Madam Dames from the Panto <laughs> walking up the street looking very fetching with their beards, hip pads. They are gorgeous. The outfits are very old maiden type outfit. Think pinafore, but very colourful. Rainbows, stars, stripes, polka dots, love hearts, silk, satin, mesh, everything. We headed to Platform on New Station Street to set up the tech for our interviews with Saray Vivian and Marigold Adams. Huge thank you to Catherine, Libby, Lou and the rest of the Bruntwood team for letting us take over their stylish mezzanine to record with our next guests. The lights were on, cam was rolling, but the traffic was a standstill. With a busy three-show day, Marigold Adams had to reschedule for later on, which suited us just fine because it meant we could enjoy our meal deals in first-class comfort. You also need some people that have got a different kind of take on it as well, don't you? Yeah. To make it colourful. Soraya Vivian is a world-renowned house singer and performer with the likes of Head Candy. She's also a TV and radio presenter and often a guest on Channel 4's Steph's Pack Lunch. On top of this, she's a HIV activist, passionate ambassador and regular on the global pride circuit. 112, check 112. After a short break, she arrives. I'm starving. I need some cake. I want a sausage roll and 24 Cornish pasties. And James, when 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 we went to, where did we go to when I ordered? How many, how many chicken buckets did we order? What did I order? Looking fierce and oozing star quality, Soraya strutted down the hallway and greeted us with open arms. From this moment, it was clear she had a heart of gold and was completely on board to support a small podcast with big dreams. The full interview will be available with video on our newly launched YouTube channel, Queer Love Stories. I walked up and went, can I have 120 bargain buckets, please? And she went, no. <laughs> so I says, well, what if 120 cars come today? You could do it, couldn't you? Well, you've heard a lot from me about what I've had for breakfast, what I want for breakfast, yeah. <laughs> what to eat again, always yeah. hungry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> always hungry, yeah. but there's some plenty in the fridge for me. Yeah. So I'm joined by the fantastic Soraya Vivian, who's performing at Leeds Pride today on Lower Brigate. Thank you for joining me today, Soraya. You are so welcome and thank you for asking me. No, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here and just for you to get so on board with what we're doing here at Queer Love Stories, which we're going to get into a bit later on anyway. Absolutely. But firstly... What I really want to talk about is your new single, uh, Colours of Love. Yes. Which is the official anthem for Key of Pride. Correct. When you're alone in the darkness, you know there's nothing to fear. You may be far... Um, but also, yeah, I just wanted to kind of delve into that a little bit more because I know all the profits go to supporting medical supplies, yes. food, shelter for LGBTQ people in Ukraine. Correct. What inspired you to create that and support the people of Ukraine? 
Well, what inspired to me? Well, I'm really, really grateful and I'm very, very lucky, aren't I, to be an LGBT plus ambassador and I get to perform all over the world. And uh, back in 2013 and 2012, I used to be out in Eastern Europe quite a lot, Kiev, um, yeah, in Moscow, um, you know, Yekaterinburg, Chechnya and everything performing out there. And uh, I, in, in some of the most amazing LGBT uh, venues and uh, I know what is going on as an ambassador it's okay being given this name but you've got to know what you've got to know what's going Absolutely. on and uh, Kiev we all know what's going on in Kiev but that's something we can't change so they couldn't have their own pride so I thought you know what they can't have their own pride but I'm going to give them a song yeah. So um, I hooked up with a guy who's from Sheffield Yorkshire um, who's a part of the um, Elliot's Elliot Kennedy stable, you know, who wrote for Spice yeah. Girls and everything. And his guy, the guy's name is called Max Restaino, and he absolutely nailed it to the brief. As as you know, the words say everything, and I'm performing it here today. Um, and uh, everybody involved in this project, um, who I've asked have totally got the sentiment because as an HIV ambassador, I also recognise that it doesn't matter uh, where in the world you are, you, you're still going to need these drugs. I met Lenny, the organiser of Keith Pride, and I, I spoke with the most most amazing uh, human being and uh, got told what is going on over there and some, some... I can't even afford a plate of food. So that's why I said I need, to, I need to do something. It's all well and good. You know, the LGBT plus community have been amazing to me for over 20 years and I've had an amazing, an amazing welcome from them and they've always supported me. So I feel that it's time now for and me to, to give bring, it back. Absolutely, and bring my friends on board, even down to the label. The guy that shot the video, shot it in memory of his nephew who passed away with HIV. So every single person that I have asked have done it for the sentiment and not asked for a penny, which is a story in itself. And that just goes to show when there's such a good idea and true meaning behind it of doing it for the good of humanity, that yes. people are willing just to get on board and get involved. And what I do love about the song as well, I love music that makes me feel something. Yes. And it definitely made me feel something, even though it was also a bit of a banger. Yes. And just like, you know, you can definitely dance and boogie to it, but yes. it's the lyrics. There exactly. was one that really stuck out to me was, you're a survivor that will always kind of push through to the exactly, other side absolutely and i heard yeah. that and i was like you know what yeah i am i am a survivor and i'm going to push through and i think a lot of the time is queer people lgbtq plus yeah we kind of sometimes are stuck in that struggle and we need sometimes someone to tell us you know if you just get through that other side there's so much beauty pride and happiness at the end of it as well well you see i've done my job haven't i because yeah. i get a lump in my throat when you've said that back to me knowing that that has affected you, that lyric, because that's what it's all about. Yeah. I basically have never been the kind of person that judges anybody. I can only judge a person on, are you a kind person? Yeah. Are you a good person? That's all that matters to me. I never see a gender. I never see a sexuality. It's all about the person and it's all about love is love. And that is what I, that is what I represent and that is how I've been brought up. And being around uh, the LGBT community for over 20 years, I felt nothing but love and I've got so much love for just the community. But I don't look at it as any different about, I just want to be around beautiful, like-minded, kind people. Yeah. And I also do know that the struggles are still there. So therefore, this is the reason why I've got you back yeah. in, in, in that scenario. And, uh, and it's not about 
this song's not about me. It's about everybody and about the struggles that we're having. And it's all about us uniting together and giving them something and knowing that over here in the UK, we think about our friends that are in other places that are struggling, not only to be who they want to be, but also they're in a war-torn country yeah. on both sides as well. Do you understand yes, what absolutely, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I can't get into the political side, but on yeah. both sides, because that is something that we can't change. But I just wanted to do something to uplift, and like you said, you like it. It's a banger. Yeah, it is absolutely. Definitely. It's yeah. my new summer anthem. Oh, well, <laughs> well, of course, and also as well. I, I, you know, I'm really fortunate that I am. Um, the uh, the uh, ambassador for. Mass Palomas Winter Pride, which is uh, the biggest European pride. And uh, I've teamed up with Sharon O'Love, who's obvious, yeah. obviously, you know who Sharon O'Love is. And we've done a cover of True Colours, Cindy Lauper. And I've just got, oh, she just messaged me this morning because she's doing Amsterdam Pride with a video. And it's gone up to seven on Beatport. So I'm really excited about that because that's going to be a big push from like September onwards. And uh, that's the Winter Pride anthem. So I'm very lucky as a good old Yorkshire lass. We're just flying the flag out way for Yorkshire the right lass reasons. doing great things. It's oh, actually so well. weird. I was listening to Cindy Lauper uh, yesterday. Yeah, that's so weird. That that yeah. was just yeah. Yeah, well, um, she's a massive, massive ally, isn't she? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think um, one thing I did want to touch on as well, which you've kind of mentioned, is the fact that you are pretty much Pride royalty. Oh, I don't know you about know, that. I would go as far as saying the Madonna of Pride. Actually, you know, you do the circuit. You have done yeah. so many events yeah. and out there showing your face and support and solidarity a lot of the time. But why are those inve- events so important to you? Why are they so important to me is because I've got to tell you, you know, when I first started, when I first started out, I did a record called Dance Yourself Dizzy, which Pete Hammond from PWL and Pit Stop. And it was obviously very, um, well, let me just say, at the time they were saying, oh, you know, it's very gay interoriated. I really don't like to use that. It's just uplifting pop songs and uh, that PWL was, you know, associated with. And the the uh, the guys that that was behind it, they were saying, Saray, you know, because you like your glamour and everything. And he said, we need to get you performing in some of the LGBT community uh, clubs. And that was it. And it, I've never looked back since. And I've always felt at home, comfortable. I mean, I've done heaven. I've done... I'm just so grateful that I've done so many things and so many fantastic events and so many of the biggest Pride events around the world. And I feel at home. You know, yesterday I did 90s Fest, but there were still loads of, you know, LGBT people in that crowd, which is great. But, you know... There's only two kinds of music, isn't there? Good and bad. Yeah, that is very true. And if it's a good bit of cheese, it's a good bit of cheese. And back in the day, I was very proud of Dance Yourself, Dizzy, and that opened so many doors. And I met so many people you know, in the LGBT community that welcomed me. And I thought, this is where I feel comfortable and this is where I need to be. And I'm so grateful and I'm still doing it. And while ever you want me, I'm there. And we always will. And oh, we want to be there you. to support you first. Thank supporting you. Us well, and I'll be there to support well. you. You know that. One thing I do really want to ask you as well. Very deep question we're going to go into. Yeah. But sure. What does love mean to you? What does love mean to me? Honesty. Um, support. It's a funny thing, isn't it? Because obviously love can also hurt you. Absolutely. And You've got to be open to the hurt. Absolutely. Yeah, to come through the other side. Yeah. I don't think if we could line 20 people up on that settee where we're sat now and you ask everybody about what they've experienced with love. I mean, I've had a row with my husband this morning and said, right, that's it. I've had it. I'm going. That's it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And then you sit back, don't you? And you think, well, no, because I love him. Yeah, put it into perspective, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, and you put it into perspective. However, there is people that, that experience some really, really traumatic 
breakups mm. and love can affect people, especially if they're not strong, if they haven't got a good support assist, uh, system around them. And that is where the love of your friends come in. I'm so grateful that I have got this amazing, amazing bunch of guys around me. Everybody say, is oh, gay mafia is here again? And I'm saying, yes, <laughs> And that's they're all right. dressed in black as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but that's but that's a joke, but they are my true friends and I love them. And when I get really drunk, I cry and tell mm. them how much I love them because they're like my brothers. And friendship is about love as well. That are Absolutely. there to support you. Um, and the love that I get from them is the difference that we get from our, somebody that we're in a, involved in in a relationship. But I do think it's better to have been loved than not to have been loved. And I'm very grateful that I've been loved by my parents. And I think that's why I'm as confident as I am and I can give so much love back. Yeah, having but, that nurturing from a young yeah, age. Yeah, and I think so. And I think you can show when you've been loved as well um, because it's th there's a sincerity and there's a warmth about a person and people that feel that they've, they've been scarred or they haven't, they, they don't feel that they're going to throw something away again because they've had a bad experience. I think sometimes that can be very detrimental to the person finding finding happiness. Absolutely. And it yeah. is about that. The heartbreak is inevitable. Yes. You're going to go through stages where you don't want to put yourself back out there. But yeah. if you do and you throw yourself into it, of course. there's growth in heartbreak. Massive. There's massive. self-discovery. Yeah. And also, you kind of learn not to put up some shit sometimes as well. Absolutely, what's good for you and what's bad for you. Well, listen, I put up with quite a lot of it off my husband, <laughs> and I'm sure he does offer me. But yes, on a serious note, I think, you know, nobody's perfect. Yes. Nobody is perfect, and nobody's ever going to be perfect. But it's what's perfection to you. And what I would accept in a relationship, you might not, and vice versa. And it's all about having that balance and what makes you feel fulfilled in here and what makes you going to thrive as that person and feel... I think love is also about contentment. Yes. Being totally and utterly at peace with who that person is. You know, Jason says to me, God, that's not that person that walked out this morning that's just come back now. Do you understand what yeah. I mean? And People change like and have diff dips throughout exactly. the day as well. Of, of course, of course. But, you know, I think being in love and what love means to me is all about honesty and being able to be who you are and be accepted for who you are. Absolutely. So where can people find out what you're up to next? What's going on in the world of Soraya? Oh, well, where, where people can find... Can you wear my button as it's going down? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, social media, basically. Um, I've been really lucky, haven't I? Because, you know, we're here in Leeds and ITV have been very, very uh, supportive of the, of the Pride Anthem. And, uh, yeah, just keep watching... I might pop up on your telly a little bit with well, you ITV. you did pop up on my telly the other day, actually, well, with yeah. ITV, and, calendar and, news. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They've totally got the sentiment. Yeah. They've totally got the sentiment of the Keith Pride anthem, which is the most important thing for me. All I need to do is be that person that brings that. And I'm really excited because they want me to go to Keith to sing it for them. Amazing. And with all the diplomats, but due to what's going on. Yeah, but a I later date. Yeah, I yeah. will honour that massively mm. so uh, but yeah on the socials and yeah I'm on Gadio tonight been doing a few radio interviews and we just keep going don't we like us Yorkshire people do we do we don't know when to say, say no and when to stop really just yeah. keep going until we're 
can't anymore. <laughs> yeah, but we also know how to ask as well, don't we? Yeah, oh, don't definitely. Ask, you don't yeah. Get kids, well, that's yeah. why you sat here right now. That's right, <laughs> yes. And it's been a pleasure. Yes. And I, honestly, I wish you continued success. This is fantastic that you're doing this. Thank this you is so what much. we need. It means a lot. Yeah, we do need that place to share those positive stories, to of inspire course. other people through conversation. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we really want to do. So thank Uplifting. you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for joining. I know you've got to get off. You've got a performance to do, and I'm going to rush down and see you as well. Oh, bless so you. I can't wait. But it's been a pleasure to catch up, and I hope we do this again in the Absolutely. future. Absolutely. Love always wins, kid. And what better way to introduce our next lot of conversations? We set ourselves up in the heart of the festival in Lower Brigate to chat to some new voices, along with some others that you may already recognise. But first, let's take a short break. Lee's Pride, festival goer, interview, take number one. Yeah, it's all about you, and that's what we want. No, 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 like, this is my vibe, not all <laughs> oh, about Oh, yes. Because <laughs> that sounds really, like, bad, but yeah. yeah. Well, you are the main character in your life, so that is the main I, thing. I am, actually, yeah. So we'll start off. What's your name? Where'd you come from? Who are you here with? Um, so my name's Natalie. I live in Leeds, and I've come with all of my gay best friends today. Amazing. So you're an ally today. I am the biggest ally you will meet, because I just love and live for my gays. I love that. So Pride's important to me because I actually lived above the viaduct for about six years. So I am so into the community. Like, I love it. I've lived there. I've worked there. And I just think it's just such an important day for celebration. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of Pride. See you later. Thank you. Lower Brigitte interview number two. Uh, I'm Paula and that's Becca. Uh, and we're from Leeds and Wigan currently. Amazing. So what are you doing here in Pride today? What are you celebrating? Uh, we were being us and doing this. And roller skating around. I can see you are very mobile with some pretty snazzy wheels, which I'm very jealous of because I watched the Barbie movie and now all I want to do is buy rollerblades again. I really should. Really they're, they're doing, um, you can actually buy the, like, the bright yellow ones and stuff. They're twice the price of the other ones, but you can buy the bright yellow ones if you want the Barbie movie ones. I think I'll just spray paint my own, actually. Well, so why is Pride so important? Uh, Pride is a protest. She's the brains of this outfit. Talk to this one. The brains of the operation. Yeah. <laughs> and then what does love mean to you? Um, finding another human being that you don't absolutely hate. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the best answer I've heard. Just someone that you can exist with and... Yeah. Yeah, it's someone you get along with easily, that you enjoy lots of stuff with, um, and is incredibly hot, as this one is here. And I can vouch for that. So thank you very much for answering my questions. Enjoy the rest of Pride today. Thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you. See you later. Uh, I'm James, I'm from Halifax. I'm Harry, from Leeds, born and raised. So what are we doing here in Pride today, and why is Pride so important? Well, I was originally meant to be working Pride. But I got sacked, so I'm out protesting my workplace now. <laughs> oh my god, where did you get sacked from? I got sacked from Viaduct. Oh my god, I got sacked from Fibre when I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's all happened to the best of us, so don't worry. What does love mean to you? <laughs> okay, nice and simple. Well, I'm going to be nicer than that. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 I don't know, something a bit more cheesy. Um, I don't know, love can mean many things, because it's not just romantic, but that too but this there's this kind of queer love in terms of community lower brigger festival goer interview number four or five 
Four or five. Take number one. Okay, so my name's Callan Henderson, and this is Christy Henderson. Hi, I'm And Christy. we're both from Leeds. Yeah, from brother here. and sister. <laughs> We've lived here all our lives. We love Leeds so much. Well, I'm glad I love Leeds too. So what does pride mean to you? Uh, so I'm a straight ally. So this is my beautiful sister. She's a lesbian. I've been coming here for the past eight years, and we come to celebrate this beautiful human person that is my sister. She is my best friend. I love her so much. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, the gay space, while being a straight man, is somewhere where it's inclusive and it is to be who you want to be. But for this gorgeous human person, it's about celebrating everything that she is and everything that she will be. And we love her a million percent. You guys actually like, made me cry now, which is not oh. the intention of this podcast. But how, how does that make you feel, though, as a sister? I have no words how that makes me feel. I, the only word is pride. Oh, that's amazing, I love that. And then, big, big, big question. What does love mean to you? Love, love, love is just- Love is family. Yeah. Love is your family and your chosen family. Yeah. And I would choose them every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for me, especially being in this community of gay people, queer people who just love unconditionally, love is really just about just unconditionally loving people for exactly who they are. That is all it is. It's not about where you've come from, who you are, anything. It's just about who you are now, who you are when you, you know, in 10 years' time. Like it's just about being exactly who you are, and we love you so much for it. Exactly. Love, loving people for the good bits and the bad bits as well. Everything. 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 Love is just unconditional. It's not about holding anybody against anything. It's not, I love you for this, so you have to love me for that. It is just... I love you no matter what. That's all. That is perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today. Enjoy your pride and speak soon. We will. Thank, Thank you. you. Love you. Uh, I'm Lucas. I'm from Leeds. And what are you doing here in Pride today? Who are you with? Uh, so I'm just with all, um, just all my friends, just milling around. And why is Pride so important? It's just nice to celebrate and just be who we are come with all our people, you know, just celebrate everything and just be gay, basically. And feel part of the community as well at the end of the exactly. day. It's and a nice little community here, so it's nice to just all come together and just get smashed. I love it. And then finally, the big question, what does love mean to you? I don't know, really. It just means everything. My, uh, I've got a fiancé, we're happily in love, and he's just everything to me, so. I love that. So love is everything. Everything. Literally everything. So... What's your names and where do you come from? And I'm Chiu. I live in Leeds, but originally I'm from Thailand. Um, I'm John. I'm originally from Liverpool, but I've lived in Leeds for five years. So what are you, what are you celebrating at Pride today? Um, I'm celebrating my assistant. <laughs> I am who I am. Uh, yeah, same. Uh, love, acceptance, unity, togetherness. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what we're celebrating today. And why is Pride so important? Um, to show people we exist, we, we are who we are. And we've got a bit of an Easter egg because you actually recorded a podcast episode with us. So thank you for that. How was your experience recording Queer Love Stories? John, I'll go to you first. Uh, it was amazing. It was, it was really down to earth. It was nice to be able to um, share our story and to feel included and just, yeah, to, uh, to be able to do it together. Uh, we feel pleasure. It was our pleasure. And then we feel like, you value us, and we just feel very relaxed during that podcast. 
it is so important, really, is it, to be able to share your story in such an authentic way where actually there's no judgment as well. And it was also actually just really funny as well. I actually laughed so hard during it. So people need to go back and listen to that. But I'm going to ask the big, big, big question. What does love mean to you? Chu, I'm going to go to you first. Um, love means inclusive, someone who look after me and accept who I am. And regardless whether my weakness or, or strength. Yep. And I would say love means turning up for your partner, um, being able to be there for them, and to be able to feel supporting regardless of any judgment or anything that you do, just being there for them regardless. My name is Ben. I'm from a village in, uh, in the countryside called Thursk. Hello, country. Country, love that. And I'm Sam, and I'm from London, down south in Essex. So you've travelled a bit of a way to come here today, then? I have travelled a bit of a way, but I now live in Leeds, so this is my second pride in Leeds now. Perfect, love it. So why, why is Pride so important? I think Pride's really important because it gets everyone together as a big community and, you know, we can be out and enjoy ourselves without, yeah, without any of the stigma. Yeah, exactly. It's part of the freedom side of it. Everyone gets together, enjoys, has a good time. But it's also a historic effect of how far we've come as a gay community and how open everyone's been nowadays. It's just a great to see everyone, how it's come along, how far it's come. That is so true, and that's what I love. There is a really big community feel here, especially in Leeds today. Big, big, big question. What does love mean to you? This one right here. <laughs> no. Just a reference, you did point to... I did point to my boyfriend right here, just for anyone listening. <laughs> Not me. What's your name? Where'd you come from? Uh, I'm Jazz, and I'm from Oxfordshire, but I've lived in Leeds for like three years now, so, yeah. Love it. Practically Yorkshire now. <laughs> I'm Alice, I'm from Cheshire. Brilliant, perfect. So, why is Pride important? It's just like a space where you can be yourself, like unmask your identity, that kind of thing. Like coming out as non-binary a year ago, I was like, no, I don't want to tell anybody, but at Pride, I don't feel like that. I feel like really comfortable. So yeah. 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 Feel like you've got an inclusive space where you can just be you. Yeah, not feel like anybody's judging you. And I know that you shouldn't feel like that anyway, but you just get looks and things and it's not nice. But at Pride, it's just wholesome. Good vibes. Yeah, anything goes, and that's what I love about Pride as well. It's just an amazing space to be in. It's a celebration. It's everybody being stronger together. It's just a really joyful space to be in. Perfect. And last big question, what does love mean to you? It's just like somebody that supports your dreams and your ambitions and stuff and is there for you in times of need. Yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> I think love is everyone that's important in your life that's like the same supports you, but I think it shouldn't necessarily be one person. Like, you love your friends, you love your family, you love you know, your housemates, just everybody who supports you and is there for you when, whenever. Uh, I'm Ola, I come from Poland, but I live in Huddersfield. I'm Liv, I come from Huddersfield. And are you together? Or? Yes. Perfect. So we're going to start off. Why is Pride so important? Oh, it's our first Pride, so it's super important for us. Yeah. Uh, it's important because we want to cherish, we want to... Uh, celebrate um, diversity and um, relationships and I don't know. It's... I just feel myself and safe and that's so yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. It's actually so important. How long have you been together? Not that long. It's quite fresh. We've like been friends. Three, three months. months. Okay, so still early days but that kind of nice period where you know each other well enough and yeah. You're completely have... like the same person. It's incredible. Yeah. I love that. Big question now. 
what does love mean to you? Well, uh, security, uh, being comfortable, um, and just enjoy and be happy, be goofballs. I always say I want to be able to be a goofball with someone. I use that exact word. Oh, so yeah, I really love yeah, that. Yeah, I hope you find <laughs> it. Us. That's what we are. Yeah, we hope you find it. Working on it, yeah, yeah. But thank you very much for chatting to me today and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. So, firstly, what's your name? Where do you come from? I'm Maria. This is John. We come from Stanley. Perfect. And why is pride important? Because it's about diversity, it's about people all being together. It's about people celebrating the difference in people. Absolutely, celebrating that difference is what I love. And the big question, what does love mean to you? It means spending your life with someone that you really, really, really love, that understands you and appreciates you. And maybe, you know, like, the difference between us is so, I'm very extrovert, John's very quiet, but it's about acknowledging them things and loving them things about each other and, and accepting. Just, and just having that yin to your yang almost as well. Exactly, exactly, yes. Thank you so much, it's been a pleasure to speak to you. Enjoy the rest of Pride. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, see you later. I'm Callum and I'm from South Wales. Or exotic. I'm Anastasia and I'm from South Wales as well. Oh, Bibi, what brings you to Leeds today? Well, I live here now and I've lived here on and off for like donkey's years. So, I don't know, I just love Leeds. Leeds is cool. Practically Yorkshire now then. Practically Yorkshire. Like a few drinks in, I will be, I'll be speaking Yorkshire. I love that. So, going to start off, why is Pride important? Oh, Pride's important because fuck every other day. Am I allowed to say fuck? Oh cool. Swear, yeah. oh, cool. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, because fuck every other day. Like, we deserve it. Like, we've been through enough. I just want a day where I can dress like a sexy cowboy and feel good about it. And just for reference to the listeners, you are dressed like a sexy cowboy, so. Did you just say I'm sexy? I did, yeah. Ah! <laughs> for me, it's the solidarity. Um, people from all walks of life, they come and celebrate. Um, people like us, and we don't get that a lot. And days like today is really important. And we love it. There's so much love around Pride. And that brings me on nicely to, what does love mean to you? Oh God, oh God, I teach this. Like, it's my job. I, uh, what is your job? My job is weird. It's, I'm a yoga therapist. I'm a yoga teacher. Shut up, no way! Oh my God. So, okay, so I teach about how love is uh, frequency. It's not something that you like have or something like that. It's just, it's harmony between two, vibrations and for me when you find somebody that like vibrates in a way that harmonizes with you that that's love and like you can be too close together and like if you just imagine two notes in a piano and it's like c and d they're too close together so they they discord it doesn't sound nice but you go one note over and you're like similar enough but different enough and that's harmony and i think that's love i don't know how you're going to top this answer but we're going to go for it <laughs> I think love is, is a weird one because it depends who you're with. It's different whether it could be a parent or a friend or a bus driver. It's being around somebody who accepts you, not for just being you, but actually celebrating how weird you are. And that's the difference between somebody that you're friends with or you're dating or somebody that you love. It's somebody that goes, you're fucking cool. And I love everything about you, warts and all. To quote Bridget Jones, I love you just as you are. And that 
represents Lev, whatever kind it is. Somebody who goes, do you know what? Don't change. Thank you to everybody who stopped by to chat. If you were one of the lucky few, get in touch on Instagram at Queer Love Stories Podcast because we'd love to hear from you. Welcome back to the show. By five o'clock, we were stood by the side of Lower Brigade main stage and waited for our next interview guests. As the rain hit the ground, unfortunately, they were a no-show. But thankfully, the clouds parted and the sun reflected off a sexy disco ball. Stars was leaving the stage after a set to enjoy the festivities with their family. Ahead of the day, I'd anticipated that I'd need to dress absolutely iconic so people would actually want to talk to me. The world can be fickle sometimes. And just like that, Stars complimented my 70s-inspired Adidas jumpsuit. My plan had worked. Benji and I seized the opportunity to ask her for an interview and she escorted us to the Marriott Hotel for a little peace and quiet. (laughs) Just while the talent's here and then... (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Friends. Exactly. (laughs) We'll party later. Stars is a phenomenal singer, performer and all-round bad bitch. Having played to a crowd of 90,000 at Wembley Arena, supported Pink across her stadium tour and now captivating Leeds Pride during the start of her solo career. Not only is she a boss on the stage, she's a plus-size member of the LGBTQ plus community and she's hello, damn proud of it. So welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for spotting me in the street and thinking, you know, your outfit looks good. You are saucy. As soon as I saw, you, as soon as I saw what you're wearing, I was like, we'll have a bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, you are honestly, you're dressed so well. I absolutely love it. I'm dressed as a giant disco ball and you are dressed as... Just Harry Styles, 70s, I'm in for it. I mean, I'm kind of digging your outfit as well, but I would, something I would wear. I'd say let's swap, but maybe not. We could. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for, it, up for it if you are. <laughs> right, we'll be back. Cut. <laughs> could you imagine our outfit change? But one of the big, big questions I want to ask you, because you've performed now at Leeds Pride and London Pride this yes. year. That's not fair, and I know what you're going to ask. Who does it better, Southerners or Northerners? Depends what you're asking. <laughs> Bring in the party. Bring, oh, Northerners. Oh, thank no. God. I knew you were going to no, say No, but we, we have to because, uh, <laughs> well, we, we have a lot to prove, don't we? There's a, lot, there's a lot of, you know, Northern versus Southern sort of stuff. So I think Northerners, we, we don't like to be pushed out. We don't want, like to be left out. It's like when you go on holiday and someone asks where you're from and they go, are you from London? You go, right, no, Yorkshire. We have a lot to prove and, and, and I think we bring the party because we're so extra. So every time there's a gig in, in the north or anywhere near where I'm from, we just have it large. Southerners, you're great, right? I've got some best mates, right? But it's Northerners, baby. It's what it is. It is what it is. We know how to party. And if, yeah. you, and if you want to go against that, you can show us how much you can party and we can put it to the challenge. Not a problem. If we're going to do that, hi, my name is Stars. This is my first drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that would be great. And then, I'm Stars. This is my first drink. <laughs> we'll do that TikTok challenge yeah. later. Yeah. But So you have undeniable stage presence. It cannot... It can't be denied, really. So who are your musical inspirations? That's so kind. Um... I am I, I am floored by Freddie Mercury all the way to Becky Hill. And I, I feel as though I'm attracted to singers that are fearless and have uh, an energy about them which is, you know, groundbreaking. It makes you feel powerful. So I've, I've always been attracted to those sort of people. Like I said, from Freddie to Becky Hill, from Gaga to you know, James Brown and Nina Simone and all these people that can just put on a live performance, I've always been mesmerised by that. So if I can 
touch even the bottom of Freddie Mercury's shoe, it is done well. <laughs> well, absolutely. And I think you can really see that with the, some of the influence you've listed. So Mercury, Gaga. Yeah, well, just fun. the fact of like actually being able to project that voice all the way to everyone right at the back of the bridge and give them a really good time and party as well. Well, I'm, I'm shit at everything else. I'm terrible at maths. Absolutely terrible. So the only thing that I've got is my voice. And I'm a massive attention seeker. So when you put that together, she's very loud. Um, no, but I, I've, I've sang since I was... My dad will say to anyone who would listen, she's sang since coming out of the womb. That's me. And it's something that I've, I don't want to do. I have to do it. And I'm obsessed with this. And I, and I absolutely love it. And being on stage and being able to project, look out and to Leeds Pride and, and see all the way to the bridge, people having a good time because of the music that we're doing and singing along. That makes me so proud of what I have. And hopefully anyone else watching who wants to do something similar feels like they can now. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. You, you actually covered one of my favourite songs of this year, which is Flowers. Yes. Because all about that self-love and just really, yeah, being there for yourself and actually you don't need somebody else to do it. So is that kind of how you relate as well with that song? 100%. We've, um, we, we've got to a place now where we no longer have to be with someone to feel complete. And those years of, no, you've got to have marriage, you've got to have a partner, you can't, you can't go off on your own and do that. We're now at this wonderful place where self-empowerment is, uh, is a form of love that people lust over. And I think that song, for me, says exactly those words. And it's something that I preach. So to do that song, it made sense. And I love doing it because self-love is, well, yeah, everything, isn't it? <laughs> I went mad as soon as it came on. I was like, yes, I'm so happy right Literally. now. And she looks amazing in the music video. Oh, absolutely, like, Sophia. She does. Like, it's like, oh, fair enough. She's done it again. Massive Miley Cyrus fan. And yeah, it's, it's really got a good statement on it. And, and, and I'm so glad it stayed so high up in the charts and at number one. And because it has that message, and I think that's really important. We're not singing about, you know, bitches, Part ending up with bitches yeah. and hoes and guys with lots of money and like, yeah, get with that duck. We're not doing that anymore. And now it's like, actually, I love myself and it's happening whether you like it or not. And I think that's awesome, isn't it? So, yeah, that was long-winded. Yep, I, I love it. it. <laughs> and then, uh, well, I've got another question for you. Yes. Why is pride so important? Um, God, that's a broad question. Pride is, uh, pride is important because, well, it's important here and the reason why it's important here is because we have an example to set to the rest of the world. We are, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm even born in this era. Um, but the era that we are in, I am allowed to marry who I love. I am, a married, I am allowed to walk down the street holding their hand. I am allowed to do those things. But there are places in the world that you are not allowed to do that. And there's death penalties for that. And it's, this is why pride is important here because we have an example to show the rest of the world that a nation, we can sit together and we can do this. So that's why pride exists. Pride exists to set an example. And pride is important because we have, we have a job to do. And that's why pride is important to me. It's, it's, this is a job. We have, we have the power to do something, so do it. I think that's really important that you're saying that actually it's almost a message and a memory for us that we didn't always have it good in future generations we're so and we're very lucky. God, you know, me, me and you, how lucky are we that we get to, we get to, how lucky are we that we get to be gay in this country and, and, and we're, lucky, we're lucky that we've, we're here, we're having this conversation and we need to show the rest of the world that this can happen as well, but it won't work unless we stand up and, and do things like this and we make a noise and, you know, 
London Pride, for example, it's the biggest festival in the UK, and it's Pride. So actually, different leaders across the world, very soon, fingers crossed, that's fuck all you're going to be able to do about it. So, sorry if I've sworn. <laughs> oh, you can swear all you like. I've got one final question, then we'll let you get off and party. What does love mean to you? Love? You sneaky devil, you caught me with that one, didn't you? <laughs> um, love is a warm bath. No, no, no. no um, love, um, it makes the world go round. That's so cheesy, but it, it does. And whether that's self-love or putting love out, isn't it? And I feel as though love has gone from being just something that you give to someone else to now something you give to yourself. And love um, can be the most powerful weapon in the world if we want it to be. So love is a wonderful weapon of choice. So use it wisely. (laughs) And I just love the fact that we're here surrounded by family. You've not said family. So... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look at my dad. You're right there. That's love. Look at that face. He's driving. Wait, he's driving and not drinking. That's love. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining me today, Star. It's been a pleasure. And we'll party now. And yeah, enjoy Pride. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to hear this when it comes out. Lots of love, baby. Whilst the rest of the festival was ready to party into the night, our day of interviews was just winding down. But we still had one really exciting guest to talk to. And we were finally getting to speak to Yorkshire Queen, Marigold Adams. We squeezed ourselves through the outdoor crowds at Blades Bar. We took a winding staircase to the top floor and found ourselves in the thick of a drag queen green room. To say this was a surreal experience would be a colossal understatement. Marigold was running a tad late, so we set ourselves up on some bar chairs by an inflatable mattress, a popcorn vendor and a hell of a lot of sequins. Thankfully, fellow queen Kimberly Clark chose to keep us company as she untucked. Well, that's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? We had such an inspiring conversation about love, pride and the community. If only we'd bloody recorded it. No worries though, as I think we've already found our first guest of season two. The wigs were off and Marigold arrived to get stuck into a conversation with us about love, pride and of course, share. So, Benji, ready when you are? Yes. Ready to go then. Marigold Adams is an entertainer, tribute artist, professional singer and veteran drag artist with over 20 years experience. She's performed all over the UK and Europe and is no stranger to Pride events as an unstoppable performer. She started her Share Tribute Act on an ITV show in February 2022 and you better believe that she believes in life after love. So I'll set the scene first because I'm currently in the green room of Blades Bar, which is my favourite bar in Leeds, I will just say. But I'm getting a bit of flashbacks because I used to teach yoga opposite and... This sound is just taking me back to my yoga classes of how bad it was. That's lovely. I mean, I'm not very bendy, so I can't relate, but yeah. I'm sure we could get you to some positions. I'm sure we could. It's been a while. Perfect. So I really want to talk about your career because I'm very fascinated by it, actually. So started... <laughs> <That's> someone is. <laughs> you started professionally performing from the age of 18. Uh, yes, I yes. did. Yeah. 20 years as a drag artiste. 21. 21 now. 21 if we're being pernickety, but well, yeah. It was, um, I was offered a job um, doing stand-up um, because I just used to tell jokes in the pub, like literally as a customer at the end of the bar. And the landlord at the time was just like, it's my birthday, I'd really love it if you did an act. I had no drag to wear, I had nothing to wear. Um, and I pulled it together and I did it. And it went down really well, so I started doing it once a month. And then before I knew it, I got, when I was 20, I got offered my first residency in Bradford. 
And then obviously I started working in Leeds. A lot of people think I've only been working in Leeds since 2018, but I wor started working in Leeds in 2012. Um, but it was it was at Mission, uh, the first incarnation of Mission. Um, and then it just kind of, that kind of fizzled out. They went in a different direction, which was fine. So I just kind of concentrated on, on Bradford, really. Um, but yeah, I've been doing it forever. <laughs> well, we love that. And it means you need to update your website because your website does say 20 years, by the way. That's where I lifted that from. Honestly, Callum, if you're listening, can you update that, please, love? <laughs> I'll send him a little email to get it sorted. But also, it's good that we mentioned Bradford too because in 2004, you opened the first ever Bradford Pride. So how did that feel to open in your hometown? Um, it was a really bizarre thing because I'm actually from Keithley, which is about, nine, about 11 miles away from Bradford, but it's all under the Bradford district. Um, and I was just asked, which was really, really nice. Um, and I'd just, bizarrely, I'd just done, um, I'd just been on Loose Women. I'd performed uh, for Jane McDonald when she was in Bradford and she told everyone down at Loose Women and they invited me on to give her some flowers. I was on for like 10 seconds. My mum's still selling DVDs now. Um, but I'd just done that. So kind of people sort of knew who I was in a very, in a very quiet way. But in my little corner of Bradford, I was queen. And I felt like it. I was so cocky, honestly. If I met myself now, I'd be like, chill out. But um, no, the, it was a very quiet little affair. And much like today, there was a flurry of rain. But it was just really, everyone was there. It was the first one. So everyone that was there that wanted to be there, it wasn't a big commercial thing. It was just a few acts in the park. And I was just so honoured to cut the ribbon on that because I've done every single one ever since. So I'm really, I'm, that's something I'm really, really proud of as well. Yeah, you absolutely should be proud of that, especially with a place like Bradford to have that community feel of, you know, LGBTQ people exist everywhere. Yeah. And to have that moment where we can actually share that time. And even, you know, I mean, Bradford is a pretty big place, to be honest, but like even, even smaller places have that community feel. Oh, definitely. And I think the big thing that's bounced off in that is in 2019, I did the first ever Keithley Pride which is where I'm from. Yeah. And Keithley's a small town. It's, it was a mill town back in the day. I grew up there as a young gay man, not having the best time. Um, so to be able to go and open their first Pride, and again, <laughs> I collect Prides, so that's what it is. I've done every single one ever since. I'm doing Keithley Pride next week. Um, which they're a wonderful committee. They've got so much heart. Um, to see that in my hometown, they're raising a... A, an LGBTQ plus flag outside the town hall, it made me so emotional because it wasn't the easiest thing growing up in that place. But knowing that it's progressing now, you forget all that. So, you know, like you say, gay people exist everywhere. And I think the more people are having Pride events, the better. I did Ilkley Pride. They got some really awful, um, awful letters sent to them about Pride. Um, because there's still some people out there with these archaic backward views. So we've got to push it as much as we can. And it's like I say to people who don't like pride, I say, well, maybe if everyone were equal, we wouldn't have to have it. Well, that is so true. And actually, I, I relate to that a lot because I grew up in a kind of small mining town where it wasn't okay to be gay. And probably in a lot of regards, it's still not. However, the fact that having pride in these places, it just gives it that bit of, even if it's just one day a year, to feel okay accepted even though in this place where you might not feel accepted all the time too and the thing is it always makes me laugh when people say oh, well you're shoving it in our faces well no because the event is in one place you don't have to go to it but it just do you know what I mean we're not doing it because we try to recruit people we're doing it because if there is a little boy girl 
or a non-binary kid out there that doesn't know that other people like them exist, that's tragic as anything. So to see yourself represented somewhere, you know you're not the only one because it's lonely when, you, when, you, when you've not come out, you're figuring out who you are. It's the loneliest place on the planet. And everybody else can know that you might be gay, you might be lesbian, you might be bisexual. Everyone can know that, but until you figure it out yourself, that's, you know, that's the big tipping point. So to see yourself represented in events like that, it's wonderful. I speak to, I speak to everyone from like six year old to, you know, 60. It's fantastic. And it just makes me feel so proud. It does, you know. That's the thing, it is representation and that's what we're kind of fighting for. It's not about shoving people's faces, it's representation so people feel seen and know that they're equal and have the right to be them in this world as well. That, that's it, we don't want special treatment, we want equal treatment. And anybody who thinks we're getting special treatment because we get one day a year, then, you, you know what I mean? People say, when will there be straight pride? Straight pride's every single day, love. Get a grip. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's our time now. But. It's so true, and it's just like, if you can be that arrogant, then it shows that you've got so much privilege, you know, until you're beaten up because of who you love, you won't understand it. So, you know, it is ignorance, but in a way, it's kind of, it's sad that you feel like that, because you just, there will be people in your family that are gay, and they won't dare speak to you. So, you know, it's one of those, isn't it? I want to move on to a little bit of a happier, happier topic. Let's let's lighten the mood a little. (laughs) Lighten the mood. And I'm going to take you back to 2022, which I can't actually believe that you went onto a show called Starstruck, hosted by Ollie Murs, and that was the first time you'd performed as Cher. Yeah, it was a really bizarre thing. So we filmed it in 2021. Um, it was on the 15th of April we did our show. And um, I would never, ever enter anything like that because when you work for yourself, you have a day off, you don't get paid. My friend tagged me in it on Facebook. So I had... Um, I submitted a like a written audition. I had three phone calls and then I had I think four or five face-to-face auditions so I just kept nipping off to London and explained to people during a pandemic why I'm going to London so I just lied and said I was doing some voiceover work um, and I originally auditioned as Kylie Minogue because I do I do a reasonable Kylie um, and then they said what's your second piece and I was like oh um, but I was doing lives at the time and I had walking in Memphis on my desktop on my laptop I went oh yeah I can do share and I'd not done, I mean, I've done it now and again, but not, nothing proper. So I sang Walking in Memphis, and then after all the sort of the telephone calls they, and the face-to-face auditions, they rang me and they said, we'd love you to appear on the show Share. And that's so fascinating that this is obviously part of your career that's really, you're really navigating now, but that was just kind of a caution, throwing caution to the wind and say, oh, fuck it, I'll do that. Um, it's wonderful because it's totally organic. It came out of nowhere. Like, people say, oh, you must really love Cher. Like, I'm a fan, but I'm not fanatical about it. Like, I think she's amazing. The thing is, I've learned more about Cher in the last 18 months because I've been impersonating her every single weekend. But I could kind of take or leave Cher before. Um, but now I've really grown to love the music. And the fact, I'd, you know, I sound a bit like her. People are really kind about the impersonation. But I work really hard on it, so... 
it is really nice, but like you say, it's, it just came out of nowhere. It was a really bizarre thing, but it's given me so much joy and so many opportunities. I've been to Gran Canaria, I've been to Ibiza, um, I've performed at Prides all over the country. I've done every single weekend as share for the last 18 months and I've got loads more planned as well. She's releasing a Christmas album, so I'm going to do a share Christmas show and I'm so excited because I love Christmas. So yeah, it's been really organic and really bizarre, but the best kind of bizarre. I'm really lucky, really lucky. Absolutely, I love that just, I mean, Cher is iconic and will always be iconic as well. And you do, like you say, you do the impression so, so well. I, I did, I saw you on the main stage. Like the mannerisms as well, that's the thing, you've kind of got those down. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, the hand. Yeah. Um, I mean, to fair, if I was going to do one, I would definitely be. In fact, could you guess who I would be if I was going to do a drag impersonation? A, a drag impersonation? Well, like, you know, I'm going to be, no, as in, as a female pop you're star. You're going to be a female, but oh, I don't know. I, I honestly wouldn't like to guess. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. If I give you a clue, it's going to give it away. Oh, come on, do like it, half a clue. Um, she's going on tour this year. Ooh, who's going on tour this year? Kyla Minogue's going on tour this year. Um, oh, I don't know. Just tell me. It's Madonna, bitch. Oh, <laughs> I do a good Madge, actually. She's really nasal. and Like, not in a bad way. It's just to do Madge. Um, yeah, I do a decent Madge. I love Madonna. But again... Um, Talking about Cher and talking about Madonna, not being huge fans, but obviously I'm a DJ, so I play their music all the time. For me, in my job, in my career, I take notes out of their books because you need to evolve and you need to reinvent constantly. And that's what Madonna and that's what Cher and Kylie, that's what they've all done. And I think that's why us as a community bring them to our heart because they're fantastic women that have gone out of their way to entertain us. And they're all allies as well, which is even, I will support anyone that supports my community. Um, but yeah, evolution, you know, I've been doing it. I've got pink hair. I've had pink hair for the last three years. I never thought I'd wear a pink wig when I first started with my blue eyeshadow and my blonde wig because it's just it's lovely I get to play with makeup and, and press play and play all my favourite songs and be around all wonderful people for my, for my, my work um, and that's like women like that just inspire the hell out of me I love it absolutely and I'm actually the really annoying gay that comes up to the DJ booth in Blades Bar and requests Madonna every single night so you'll see me later doing that that's for sure I'm the lovely DJ that says I tell you what to save your legs let's have quite a bit of Madonna but we'll space it out a bit and then every time I play Madonna I'll find you in the room and I'll point to you and we'll all go I can't oh, wait for later. Are we playing a really sexy remix of Vogue? Because I have oh, those. Which, which remix is it? <laughs> um, it's the Liam Pfeiffer remix. Honestly, listeners, get on the internet. Vogue, Liam Pfeiffer edit. It's fantabulous. You'll love it. I can also um, vouch for that too. One of my favourites. Final question. We're going to go nice and deep. What does love mean to you? Uh, love. Love means being... Being completely comfortable with who you are and completely comfortable with the person that you love. Yeah, we'll have that. That is, that's a perfect answer. It's almost like you rehearsed it. I did not give you these questions before. I literally just got asked that question, listeners. I'm just very, very professional. Exactly. Get Marigold hired now if you're thinking about it. <laughs> She's too busy. Well, come see a Christmas show and share. Thank you. Come and see my Christmas show, you bitches.
<laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Enjoy the rest of Pride. It's been a pleasure. And if everybody, if you're at any Prides from now until whenever, just enjoy yourselves. And I love you all. Thank you. Marigold will probably be there. <laughs> I will be. I'll be presenting or doing sure. And that's it for Leeds Pride 2023. Thanks for listening to Queer Love Stories and a huge thank you to everybody involved in making this episode. We had so much fun, albeit with sore feet, but it was an absolute pleasure to be involved in such an inclusive event. Thanks to all our wonderful interviewees, Alphonse and Charlie, Sam, Joanne, Aidan and Tracy, Lucas, Paula and Becca, Natalie, James and Harry, Donna and Linda, Callum and Christy, Ben and Sam, Jazz and Alice, Ola and Liv, Maria and John, Callum and Anastasia. Thanks to Dale and Ali and the rest of the team for putting on another exceptional Leeds Pride. Special thanks to Judith, Matt Jamieson and the rest of the volunteers out together. Rachel Fuller, Soraya Vivian, Stars and of course, Marigold Adams. And finally, special thank you to friends of the podcast, Chu and John, for their help on the day. Oh wait, and not forgetting you, because if you weren't listening, I'd be talking to myself. So thank you very much. If you love this podcast and haven't given us a five-star review yet, then why the hell not? takes two seconds and it helps more people hear these wonderful stories queer love stories is hosted by myself eden heath at it's eden heath it's produced and mixed along with additional music by benji antonio at benji antonio underscore you can chat to us on instagram and tiktok at queer love stories podcast and if you or somebody you know has got a story to share then get in touch because we want to hear from you 